Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, joining me today is Renee Geruso. She is a communication and influencing and leadership expert, and she is obsessed with seeing people reach their full potential. Now, Renee passionately works with leaders, with teams, and organizations across 20 industries, including building, construction, data, FMCG, automotive, telco and professional services, just to name a few. Now on today's show, Renee is going to share how she came to define and position herself as a thought leader within the topic of limitless leadership. She's also going to talk about some insights, some hindsights and the highlights that she's learned along the way, which we can all learn from, as well as how becoming a limitless leader can all help us stand out and become that authority in our field, that industry thought leader. So welcome to the show, Renee. Thanks for having me, Anne-Marie. I've been looking forward to being on this with you. I can't wait to, to share your brilliance and your insights around this. But before we dive in, just share with us limitless leaders. What does that mean? The concept is all around learning, unlearning and evolving and having no limits, I guess, in what you do. We're all leaders, whether we're a leader of a team, an organisation, or if we don't have a team, many of us or all of us are leaders of ourselves. It's all about having possibility if you want it and and what as you mentioned what lights me up and what gets me out of bed every day is seeing people sparkle and helping them to realize that anything they want to achieve they can if they set their mind to it mm, i love that because as we know as uh, individuals who are sharing our message we want to make a much bigger impact in the world whether we're the clients we're working with individuals or teams or organizations as you do however as you said it's so important for us to recognize some key principles so that we can really show up and have that self-leadership that uh, and that limitless mindset so I'd love for you to take us back if you would how did you come to define and position yourself around this limitless leadership was it something that had been building for a while or just how did that come to fruition it's a good question and yeah one that's actually good to reflect on I've had my practice or my business for 12 years now and as as many of you out there listening that are business owners or solopreneurs know your business goes through stages and mine tends to go through a two to three year cycle as far as different clients, industry and IP. And probably seven years ago that my big word became limitless. I think we should all have a big word, something we work around <laughs> that's open for change. And really I was doing a lot of work with many teams and organisations across a lot of industries. And what I found was everyone, well, most of still to this day have very, very similar challenges. I'm poor, skills stretch, don't have time to actually resolve the people, you know, the people issues and grow and develop their people. Mm -hmm. The organisations and leaders I saw going to that next level were the ones that adopted a mindset that took them out of their comfort zone and never rested on their laurels saying, you know, oh, Renee, I'm where I need to be. These leaders sort of said to me in one way or another over the time 
you know, learn more, I can do more. And that's where I really got to understand the concept of learning and unlearning. So the things we do day to day become a bit of a, you know, we get on autopilot, mm -hmm. looking at different ways to approach, different ways to think. And that's when I branded um, one of our signature programs, which is the Limitless Leaders Pathway. And that language has sort of come into our brand, what we do from coaching to mentoring to workshops to 12-month programs. Mm -hmm. And I love it because it has been attracting that sort of client that wants that which is important to me. Yes. Now, you mentioned you'd identified through a number of the people that you'd been working with this quality that you now define so beautifully as that limitless leaders. Over what time frame did you did you recognise that? Because why I ask that is sometimes as individuals, we're doing our work with clients and it's not till we take a step back, reflect on the work that we're doing and with whom we've done that, that we actually can pinpoint this theme. For you, it was this limitless leader. So what time frame do you think you kind of reflected over? I think it was when I was more confident in my IP to be honest, because I'm a, I'm those of the, that might know me out there, I'm a big picture thinker a creator, love coming up with alternative ideas. And I think I think it was really working across a vast array of industries. It'd probably be a three, I reckon it was about three years. Mm -hmm. I really kept noticing this pattern and I noticed the leaders and teams and businesses I was attracting, you know, I could say nine out of 10 of them really had this evolving and, and sharing that and being better and having this, you know, continuous improvement and I guess um, always looking for the next thing, not sitting, you know, sitting in the now. And, you know, I even um, ran something early this morning on that around then, now and next. Mm -hmm. And I think so many businesses get caught up in the then and the now, but not the next. And we need to balance our thinking around that and I think that's a nice continuum to how Limitless plays out. Yeah. Did you, when you identified the, the, the common theme and, and patterns, if you will, in, in your clients, did you recognise that, that in your own as well, in, in how you did, did Limitless? Because I would say that you completely exude a Limitless leader. Yeah, I think so. Maybe not back in my corporate days. I was younger, you know, didn't know what I know now, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, I work with a lot of coaches and other people coming into their own business. Yes. Yeah, it definitely reflects who I am. And I have a bit of a thing. I think you, you are the customers you attract. Yes. Or you attract the customers that you are. And some people go, really? I've had some crappy customers <laughs> and or clients and we've all had that. But I think if you're in the right mindset, you really are going to attract and open the space to, to share your greatest gift, which I believe is the real you. You need to bring your whole self to work. Yes. Now, of course, I've known you um, ever since uh, you've been using the, you know, your, your limitless leaders. And of course, we're going to share with people the podcast that you've launched at the end. They'll have to, to listen to all your brilliance first, and then they can certainly go and listen to the podcast where you dive a lot deeper into that. So obviously, you branded yourself, you really, you, you've trademarked that. What were the steps once you identified, look, this really is my IP. Did it take time for you mm. to, to get it trademarked? What were kind of the, the overview of the steps that you took? I said to someone the other day, they said to me, you're just so not still. And I said, the only thing still about me is the water I drink. Yeah. 
I um, I'm always constantly moving and thinking. So it really did happen sort of organically. I knew our brand colours and we've been strong on the teal, the cream and the black for and the lime green, I guess, for, you know, six, seven years now. Yes. The positioning piece, you know, once you're clear on your message, it's all about positioning to your market. My market's quite broad in that I do a lot of what I call real skills. Human behaviour sort of goes across everything. Mm-hmm. And I just found that we, yeah, we got the logo done. Oh, an interesting thing many might not know, I had the business registered as Metamorphous Consulting, which is all about transition and change. And oh. I put that name or that domain before I even started my business. Yeah. And I knew that it was more about me. I'm the brand. I'm running a practice versus a business. And that that was quite a realisation and you know, I've been part of an amazing community, which is Thought Leaders School, and that really helps you define, you know, are you running a business, which I thought I was, or a practice. So I knew I had to own the brand. I knew I had to step up, and a lot of people wouldn't believe that I found it really hard initially getting all the social media out. I only mm. had my second ever photo shoot in 12 years last year. Um, but I've realized I've got so much to share. The world needs me and I need to, to put myself out there. The trademark, our infinity logo is currently being trademarked. And I'd suggest if you are onto something that's quite uh, specific, trademark it early. That's really, really important. Protect your IP. But I think it's about being consistent in your branding. So, you know, we have our logo, we have the Limitless Leaders Academy now, which basically all our programs fit under. So yes. it's like it's become a bit of a, a brand, an umbrella brand, so to speak. Mm. So we have coaching, mentoring, our presentation skills, our whole self-leadership habits, um, lots of different programs. But at the end of the day, to be a limitless leader, be clear, be mm-hmm. consistent step up and show up and if you truly believe in what you're doing there shouldn't be anything holding you back and if there is you know think about what that could be but a lot of the time it's the fear of what are people going to think it's the fear you know is it not good enough it's um you know just do it just do it I say I think we get caught up in our own as much more than other people do yeah absolutely I love how you've said that you know reflecting back you you, the the second photo shoot that you you did was kind of last year so that might have been um a hindsight something that you might have done er earlier thinking back would there have been other things that you might do differently yeah, it's a good question. I guess I'm very high action. I heard Gary V on something the other day talk about dream and execute, dream and execute, dream and execute. And I thought I dreamt and I've just been executing. I think something I probably would have stopped and reflected on and, and I do it a lot more now, especially, you know, locking myself away for a few days every quarter is to, to really, really be a bit more strategic and plan out instead of it being reactive. Yes. So planning out public workshops opposed to going, oh, we could do that because someone needs one. Um, the other thing that was a big one for me was, I guess, leaving the corporate world. I had an amazing job with one of the world's most, you know, best places to work in FMCG business for mm-hmm. 12 years. When I left, I never, ever stopped thinking. So that was quite tough at the start because those of you 
starting out, no, you've got to go backwards to go forwards. Yes. Um, being clear on your message. I, you know, I've got quite a few messages going on and I'm aware of that. Um, but I think I'm much clearer now than I was and spending time to go, what's my message? Choose one market, make that work before you broaden your market. So go in nar- market narrowly first and go broader. Mm-hmm. The other one I, you know, I have thought about is what makes us tick or we think we do, but really making sure you're disciplined and tapping into that early and often. I think sometimes something happens for you to realise that maybe later than it should have. So my main thing would be being clearer on my message, but also understanding that, you know, your message is an evolution, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah, it you does. You know, the message I came out with 12 years ago is nothing. I mean, I was in sales capability for six years. It's nothing around what I'm doing now. Yeah. But it's still linked linked into taking people's performance to the next level. Yes. Love all of those insights. And I think sometimes as business owners, we can assume or, or presume that everything needs to be perfect. But I love the saying, you know, imperfect action, that often the clarity comes from continuing to make decisions, taking action. And then kind of stepping back and going, well, what's been working? What's working well? What perhaps can I change and and I tweak? Now, as thought leaders and people that are listening today obviously are aspiring to become thought leaders, there's often so much change in in the workplace, change in, in industries. But as a thought leader, often people look up to us to direct change, to lead change, to do things differently. I wonder for you, what do you tap into or do regularly to always ensure that you're you're at the you know the, the forefront of what's going on, so that you kind of always keep a step ahead of of what uh, the industry is doing. And that's important because we sell and share our thoughts, so yes. that's the product spot on there to ensure. And something Matt Church says a lot is, you know, don't be a thought repeater, be a mm. thought leader. So what you're saying is spot on. You need to be at the forefront of your expertise and be an authority on that. I read a book. I'd like to say it was weekly. It's probably fortnightly at the moment, but probably read between 40 and 48 books a year. Now, a lot of people will go, well, how how do you do that? Because I would ask that as well. I just jealously protect time before I go to sleep most nights I will read and I'll always do an hour and a half reading first thing on a Saturday. It's just become a habit for me. Mm-hmm. If I read, I I tend to, I post it note. I like real books. I've gone back to real books. I will write things for and against the book and some of my blogs, some of my writing will be, you know, what I thought that I didn't agree with and what I did agree with that I've expanded on. So I think it's about having for and against in anything you read. The weeks I travel where I don't have time to to read a book at night, and by the way, guys, writing and reading and all those sorts of things in my practice, I do do out of hours, um, and that's a discipline as well. Mm. Um, I'll read an article. I'll join groups on LinkedIn. I'll contribute to groups on LinkedIn. I learn by doing. So, you know, I write a blog a week and we do a lot on social media. So, you know, two to three nights a week, I will write content so that we've got that for whatever we're focusing on for that next few weeks. Yes. The Blinkist app's great. Those of you that are on Apple, um, iOS, Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, still one of the best apps I've, I've come across a yearly subscription, I think it's only $40, and you can get five insights from key business books 
And that can sometimes be enough for you to implement or share with your team or just go, hey, that sounds great. I'll read the entire book. I love that because quite often as, as business owners who are directing and leading and, and certainly supporting our clients to find that time, and I love the way that you've said you're, you really are protective of your time to make sure that you do create space for opportunities to remain at the forefront. And something else that you said too, and I want you to speak into this a little bit more, and you said we and I see you do this so very well. You know where your your talents and, and your strengths are and you've got other people to support you too. How often as aspiring thought leaders, we assume in our business that we need to do everything. But speak a little bit more into this because this is how you've really allowed and positioned your business to grow from strength yeah. to strength, haven't you? Yeah, and it sort of goes back to your earlier question, what would I have changed? Um, I probably would have got some help earlier. And I know those of you listening are probably going, well, I'm not there yet or I can't afford it. You can't grow without growing, if that makes sense. So I have an amazing person who schedules all my social media for me and assists me with some of my content. Being a thought leader, I do write most of it, or mm -hmm. probably 95% of it. Um, and I think it's important because that's that's our product and service. And they also help back in just with some logistics when we've got rollouts and workshops. I have a graphic designer who has I've been working with for eight years. Mm -hmm. She works with quite a few businesses. Um, I'm very conscious about branding and making sure that to be in service to our clients that we deliver you know beautiful materials and yeah. tools they can take away. It is important, and I think. You know, you want to be doing the great stuff in your business, not the good stuff. So yeah. to give you an example, the good stuff could be sorting out meeting times. The great stuff could be writing some IP or starting your first book. And, you know, we're almost at a point we've had quite a spurt of growth over the last two years. You know, next year the business may look different again. Um, we may start to license and bring in trainers to help deliver some of our IP. Mm -hmm. But it's... Take it lightly. You'll know when you need to do that. And I'm a big believer, Anne-Marie, and I'm sure everyone listening is, you know, you never have enough time. I think the more you have on, the quicker the time goes. It's about leveraging the cracks of time to do the right things that will make a difference where and when you can and really protecting that time. Yes. I wonder as you're you're sharing that and, and you know, protecting your time and then visualising and kind of planning ahead, dreaming, love all of that, it's difficult to come up with a formula or and it's different for everyone where you say, well, at this stage, that's when you get support. So I wonder what do you do to maintain the momentum that you have been obviously building up to the point where you have have key people in place to help you drive and continue the drive of, of the business growth. What are some things that you look out for so that others can look out for it too? Because otherwise, if we wait too long, the business may stagnate. Mm. So have you got anything, insights to share yeah. on that? You'll know when, for me, it was probably three years ago when I just, you know, I'd written my first book within 12 weeks out of hours and it was crazy. I had delivery every day. I was across about 30 clients at the time. Wow. And I just knew this was obtainable but not sustainable. Still doing great work. I, I would never, ever, you know, not be in service to my clients, but it was to the detriment of my home life and my personal life and my health. And that was probably my biggest wake-up call. Also seeing, you know, emulating and looking at other thought leaders and how they do it. And 
the biggest thing I've learned is there's no one size fits all. Some will say to you, go and get a full-time business manager as soon as you're earning X. Others will say this, what's worked for me so far these last few years is getting experts in different fields that contract in on a part-time basis mm-hmm. um, on the work that needs to be done. So you will know. And if you feel you're doing good work but not great work and you're not expecting and sharing your thoughts with the world, I know for me that keeps me up at night. You know, I've got three books in my head at the moment that I physically cannot write until next year. But what I'm doing where I can is capturing the ideas and mapping them out. So I'm still working towards that. And also too, when you start to position yourself, you know, your thoughts and the leadership um, aspects around that particular area, you do start to find opportunities present themselves. How do you and how have you kept on track, on focus? Because so many opportunities can present themselves, but not all of them are the right opportunity or the right time. Are you, are you- you talk sorry more around clients and getting work well yes clients and there may be speaking opportunities but it may be a bit of a distraction or or keep you from really focusing on that core thought leadership aspect so I suppose it's it's shiny things I guess that's the limitless word coming back I see good in everything and I don't not finish things but I nearly you know kill myself trying to do everything for me I've got the word in my office in big writing why And I always, when I'm working on something new or approaching a new client, I will say to myself, why, why are you doing that? Now, if it doesn't now serve into our market and our, and our IP and where we're heading with our message, then I will refer it to somebody else. And it's being open to do that. You know, in the early days, Anne-Marie, I was contracting into a few other thought leaders to keep cash coming in and mm-hmm. being able to do the work that I love and learn as I was going. So if you're new out there and you're starting your practice, don't feel that you're going to instantly have a practice because that, that isn't how it works. It's always changing. I break my time up into thinking, selling and delivering those three areas and I make sure that I get balance in that. So delivering Anne-Marie's all around, that's client FaceTime. So yes. that's coaching and touring that's me up on a stage doing a keynote that's me running a workshop in with a client for two days or whatever it is so that's that's the delivery side and that's where all of you would know that's that's where you generate your income Mm -hmm. the thinking side is where we do our content creation so that's where I write new workshops I'm writing blogs I'm writing a book I'm writing podcasts we're, we're, we're mapping out an online program for next year yeah that sort of stuff and can you see if you're not doing the thinking how can you be doing the delivering and delivering good material delivering yeah. good insights and change mm-hmm. and last but not least which I love as well is selling so selling is all about, you know, I still do my five cold calls every day. When I say cold, they might be warm, but I contact up to 20, 25 prospective leads. I have a sales funnel every week. doesn't matter how much I've got on because we all know, and my pieces of work are transformational. So a client signing off on 12 or two year program, they don't make a decision in a week. Yes. So the selling is approaching, it's having meetings, it's writing proposals, it's doing follow-up. So you really need to get those three buckets balanced and that is the biggest challenge. 
the selling, the thinking and the delivering for me now where I'm at in my practice, mm -hmm. selling, I have two sales days a month where I'll have eight meetings a day. And then the writing of IP and everything usually is two to three nights a week in a Saturday morning now. And, and down the track, you know, I'm hoping to get a writing day once a week and have my practice a bit more life by design. But can you see? A yeah, lot it's of, important, a lot isn't it? It's leaders. very intentional. Oh. Yeah, very intentional. It is. And a lot of thought leaders will say to me that I deal with, and that when I say thought leaders for the listeners out there, it could be anyone in any business will say, well, I've rung them three weeks ago and I'm just waiting. And it's like, what are you doing to sell? How are you getting your brand positioned out there on social media? You know, if, you, if you've got a, a practice, a kinesiology practice, you should be blogging on it. If you've got a photography business, you should be, you know, writing about the experiences with your clients and sharing that with the world. People need social proof because choice is just overwhelming now. Mm. And um, so big, big suggestion is those three. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I've got a lot better at it. I do big hours. I love what I do. I work hard. But it's making sure whatever area out of those three you're avoiding that you make sure you step that up. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, Renee, yeah. share with us, if you will, you've mentioned podcasts. So you have launched the Limitless Leaders podcast. Share a little bit more about that and how people can go and subscribe and listen. Yeah, so very exciting. We're a few months in now. And the Limitless Leaders podcast, my purpose and why behind it is to be able to share what, what I've learned and experienced and bring amazing leaders, entrepreneurs and, and solopreneurs onto the show to share. Sometimes I hear on my own and I really want to share that with our listeners. We've got some solo shows. That's me talking about different topics that our viewers sort of send in and, and ask us to talk about. We've just done some amazing ones. We've interviewed uh, Maria Palazzolo, who's the CEO of GS1 Australia. Derek Oliver, who's a global market manager for Jacobs Creek. Mm -hmm. um, Narelle Flapp, who's the owner of Food for Health. And we've got some other amazing guests coming up. So if you're interested in all things to do with self-leadership and leading your life, your team and your business. So we go into quite a few different topics. So if you want love to get on, we're on all platforms now. So it's just the Limitless Leaders podcast. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple um, Fantastic. And as well. Yeah, you cover all bases, which I love. Well, thank you so very much for coming on the show and sharing. As as we can really sense from you, it's about taking the right steps, the right action, having things set up intentionally and just continuing to build momentum. The seeds that we plant today may come into fruition, you know, months down the track. However, we need to continue to maintain that. So love uh, everything that you've said and uh, encourage everyone to go and have a listen to your podcast. Thank Thanks, Anne-Marie, and yeah, thanks for having me on the show, and I, I hope the listeners get some value from it. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message, while become known as an authority in your field? Access our free industry thought leader podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series.